In this week's show of the Mystic and the Skeptic, we uh, have a special guest, Mr. William McLean. We'll be discussing the controversy around the movie Captain Marvel. Mr. McLean has a podcast called Heroes United. I want to see what's his uh, view of the controversy, but I'm looking at it as people being terrible. And so the titles I came up with was either Comic Book Cavemen uh, against uh, Captain Marvel or the bizarro world slash fantasy world that some men live in where they think that uh, women can only play certain roles or that uh, they feel threatened by just someone saying something that to some of us is obvious and uh, and to them is almost uh, a declaration of war. But um, tell us a little bit, Mr. McLean, about what made you... Uh, start a podcast we have a group online for the bus sprout uh community and that's where i saw that he had a comic book show and um have you been a, a lover of comic books all your life and and what made you decide to start a podcast yeah i, I have been not really a lover of comics but a lover of superheroes in general i actually don't read a lot of comics per se but i watch i've watched almost all main superhero media from from the 2000s. And even I went back and watched old DC TV shows like uh, Justice League and Superman Unlimited. Well, su uh, the Superman the Animated Series. So I really have been a lover of superheroes for my child and adult life. And it, they've really helped me helped me out just to get through some, some trying times, some dark times. And I started the superhero podcast just to express my love of superheroes. I started it because I, there are people in my life who like superheroes, but they don't follow it like I do. Like there are certain t TV shows like like DC's uh, Arrow that I watch like every week. I watch it consistently. Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, and people I know like them, but they don't follow them in that way. Plus I have certain thoughts that I can't really talks other people about because we don't have deep conversations. And so I use podcasting as a way to get my my thoughts, my opinions, my love of superheroes out there. I don't discriminate between Marvel and DC. I don't I don't play those dumb games. Well you must be pretty young because um, you know superheroes go back to like the nineteen thirties. I I grew up watching the Super Friends and even though it's like one of the worst incarnations of uh, the Justice League it uh it was very entertaining as a kid then in the 90s i would watch like the superboy uh tv show and then uh you know the old batman uh and robin reruns and and then they started with um the batman movies and all the way up to now so um but to lay down the the foundation of our conversation um just do you think that, that there's any agenda or political message being portrayed you mentioned that it helped you in in difficult times isn't it overall um like comic books and superhero stories they're like an idealized view of the world so why would anybody assume that they're trying to push anything but that i i don't know why people it, it's always been controversial like captain marvel and i have not i've not seen the movie but i know what people are saying about it People be like, oh, why does it have to be a female? Because it was a female in the comics. Yeah, she was based off another character 
and, and, and all that stuff. But for, for the incarnation that we know the best, it has been a female, Carol Tanverse. So uh, people just, you're, you're right, people just uh, just want to just cry and just get offended by everything. That's really, unfortunately, a symptom of our culture that we just get offended by things. And it and superheroes are no are no exception to that. Yeah, there's been some things that comic books have done that really aren't that good to women, but there is some sort of political agenda when people are criticizing it. But it's mainly more that we're living in a time of great offense. We're greatly offended by everything, and I don't personally understand it. Well, um, just so our audience knows, and, and it's kind of silly to, to even get into this because I think comic books are silly altogether in, in the sense of, it's like, uh, they're legends. They're like story, mythical stories. So, you know, some of the, the heroes that I have most problems with are the ones that are, they're not even aliens or mutants. They're actually gods. So Thor and, and, um, and other, maybe Wonder Woman or something like that, where you have mythical stories from human history being turned into comic books. And then, so all those stories already come with a lot of preconceived notions about uh, male role models and women's roles and things like that. You're watering them down to sell them to, to children or young people. They're not graphic novels. They're not scripts or movies. They are very basic uh, adventure stories that are supposed to entertain us and keep us in, in a light understanding of the world. It's kind of we've had a show about Star Wars, and the reason that me and my guests love Star Wars so much as kids was because it was a very black and white world. The good guys are really good, and the bad guys are really bad, and that's what white people love: Batman and Superman and Spider Man, where it's like it's a very dualistic world. And that's it. Like, there's not much to it. Now they're getting darker and, and more complex and stuff like that. But yeah, I used to watch the old Captain America uh, cartoons from the 50s. It was just throwing things around and things blowing up. And there was a big patriotic thing about it. But uh, even watching them in Mexico, you were rooting for the good guy. Like, you didn't even feel, like, oppressed or being brainwashed or anything like that. And it's like, people are, are now... Not only getting offended easily, they're pouring all their biases and pet peeves and issues into these stories that are supposed to be like basic storytelling. They're not supposed to be super deep and, and, and trying to, to make a difference. Through the years, some of them have become revolutionary. You know, when I watched Black Panther, I did some research and found out that they actually, for the most contemporary issues, they had an African-American author who's actually... Uh, very well versed in in African history and African American struggle, and that he actually made Black Panther more well rounded. Like I didn't even know that there was issues with Black Panther when it came out. What did you hear about people also reacting negatively to Black Panther last year? Yeah, so, some of the opinions range from, oh, Black Panther. There's just there. It, it's it ranges from ridiculous to the. A lot of it's just ridiculous. Let's just put it that way. And there's really no other side to it. People are like, oh, you're just making him black just to appease the SJWs. When it's like, no, Black Panther has been black all along. Like, read your history. He was made as a response to 
to to the changing times. I think he was created in like the sixties. So Black Panther saying that oh he made him black to appease this or that, it's just not true. He was made that way. People are always talking about how they want super, want more um, superheroes, original superheroes. Well, he's actually an original hero. But I didn't hear any like legitimate criticism of like the character Black Panther. Now the movie, some people were like, it, it was another CGI battle at the end with the rhinos and everything. But that was just that that was just a movie. I heard no like legitimate criticisms of Black Panther. That and. And that was surprising because some people tried really hard, but they couldn't come up with anything. It was just stuff like, oh, why are you saying Africa, not America? Because that's what the story was based on. So as far as things negative, I didn't really hear anything of substance. Nothing that really changed my mind or made me think. It was just a bunch of people who didn't know what they were talking about, like just going after something that has been that way all along. Black Panther's always been black. Black Panther's always been in Africa. So, on that note, there wasn't really anything. So, so I found out about the issues with Black Panther as there's issues with Captain Marvel. So, so let me explain for the audience what happened. So, actress Brie Larson, who's Academy Award winner, she received the Crystal Award for Excellence in Film. It's like a Critics' Choice Award. And she brought attention to how of the 100 highest grossing movies in 2017... Less than a quarter of the critics were white women. Less than 10% were underrepresented men. And only 2.5% were women of color. Then, as she was discussing that, I guess she got a little bluster. And she said, am I saying I hate white dudes? No, I'm not. She replied, she said, I don't want to hear what a white man has to say about a wrinkle in time. I want to hear what a woman of color, a biracial woman, has to say about the film. I want to hear what teenagers think about the film. I have a friend who's very conservative, and he focused on the last part of what she said. She, he didn't focus on the reality that she was pointing to, that women are underrepresented, there's a, that it's like a cabal of, of older white men who are the ones picking which movies are good or bad. He didn't care about that. All he cared was that she said, I don't want to hear what a white man has to say about Wrinkle in Time. And Wrinkle in Time, I'm sorry, I didn't like the movie. You can say that it's poorly executed or you, and that doesn't mean that you're a racist or a bad person or whatever. But she's saying that since it was geared or it was it was made by a black woman director and it was it had a multiracial cast that she would like to hear what people from those communities think about the movie as compared to the typical institutional white guy who uh, comes from a different perspective. Well, my friend went as far as saying that she was sexist, she was racist, and she was uh, just a horrible person for even saying that. I just think it's so easy to just attack someone and not even consider what they're saying. And I'm sorry, but she's a blonde Caucasian female. Uh, a white person can talk bad about another white person, and you can say they're self-hating, you can say that they're being you know, demeaning of their own culture or something like that. But to call someone racist and they're part of the same race, that's just ridiculous. And it just shows how it's like the gotcha uh, mentality where we're looking for something that we can cling to to prove our preconceived ideas that Hollywood is against conservatives or they hate men or like all these like fake outrage 
that it just drives me bananas. Uh, what do you think, William? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. People would rather have ideas that represent their, their preconceived notions instead of uh, changing to represent the facts. It's like, I don't want to get too political, but climate change. Let, let's take climate change, for example. People, so there's, some, there's still some people who think that climate change is, is not real, surprisingly, but it's just, you're, you're, you're being willfully ignorant. 98% of the world's scientists agree on that point. Like, do you think they all got together? 9% of the, 8% of the world scientists, so it's not just American scientists. Like, do you think all of them just got together in a room in some country and just decided, hey, we're all going to go full force with this whole climate change idea? No, it's based on science and research. The idea that this particular issue is not true, it's absurd. you got to change your viewpoint to represent the facts. And the fact is that women are are underrepresented. It's gotten slightly better in in, in previous years, and it will continue to get better. But we need to keep pushing for change if we want it. Like, I would love a Black Widow movie. Uh, I, I can't wait to see the Captain Marvel movie on Saturday. Uh, we can't let people just, just say that that Captain Marvel is, is this, Captain Marvel is that. But So we have to change with the times. We have to get better. You've got to realize, if you, want to, if you truly want to be an ally... You've got to recognize the reality of certain situations. Like, let's push for more women-oriented movies and television shows. Let's strive for positive social change. Let's challenge our own preconceived notions based on the facts and based upon the reality around us. In, in terms of comics, it's it, it's it's a little ridiculous. Like Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel's fine. Wonder Woman's fine. There are other issues with it that we can get into. Like, the costumes and everything, but... I don't care about spoiler alerts, because this show is more of a philosophical show than it is a TV or entertainment show, so if we... if we, I know you haven't watched this, so I don't want to ruin it for you, but there are some things in the movie, I, I got to see it yesterday, that I think are powerful, there are some things that they could have done better, but it's, it's not... You're not going to write off something because you think that there's a conspiracy to brainwash you, or to attack you, or to destroy masculinity that that's what angers me that instead of saying well let's give it a chance to see what they're trying to say just just assume the worst because of one comment that an actress made and you know i don't like matt damon or some of those very politically oriented um, actors like uh, leonardo dicaprio or something like that but they're really good actors so being around artists they're mostly super progressive people so and that's part of of their thing is that they are you know, thinking outside of the box or they're into alternative ways of looking at things or whatever, that, that's what makes them creative, that they are not like the typical traditional all-American cat that that some people would want. And it makes them multifaceted and people can't handle that. They want people to spread the propaganda that they like or something. Like, I don't get it. I didn't even know there was an issue with Wonder Woman. I've had a problem with Wonder Woman, like the old version of her, because of how she was dressed. And, you know, I have two daughters, and I joke with them that uh, Wonder Woman would fight crime in her underwear. And you look at, at Captain Marvel's costume as compared to Wonder Woman's costume, and all these guys who... It's a problem. When I watch these videos on YouTube, and they're criticizing what happened with uh, Brie Larson, they sound like fundamentalist Christians, 
or almost like alt-right types of folks. And those guys, you would think they would be more supportive of a woman being modest and wearing a full body suit as compared to Wonder Woman being, but it's the opposite. Like they actually, they would prefer a voluptuous, a very attractive woman versus someone who looks normal. I love that thing about Captain Marvel that she actually looks like a real woman. And she's a soldier. She's someone who it was in the Air Force. So she's someone who's athletic and she's actually very uh, kind of stoic. And that's how military women are. So they, they prefer uh, a fantastical a view of women where they're only supposed to be attractive and, and as compared to a real woman who happens to have superpowers. That's what I don't get. And one of the criticisms of the character is that she has too much power. And I'm like, so you're telling me that Superman and Thor are not ridiculous too? Like, why is it that if a woman has superpowers and they're the ones that save the day and actually save all of the, the Avengers, that that, that is so uh, insulting. And then you have Superman or Thor who do the same thing and it's okay because they are males. Like, I want Captain Marvel to have a lot of power given how Avengers Infinity War ended. I want her to be strong because we need her. Like, she was set up to be someone, at least from the trailers and from the interviews and stuff, someone that will actually help solve this problem. So, yeah, she better be extremely powerful. She better be powerful than Thor, who couldn't even kill Thanos despite his best efforts. Like, this whole thing about having too much power, it's it goes to a little bit of insecurity, and it goes back to the costumes as well. It's a fight between traditionalism and conservatism in this case. Like, they'd rather stick with what they know, the comic book look, where they're all scantily clad, rather than the more modern look. And so that's somewhere where they're, like, weirdly, they're weirdly, I guess, liberal in a, in a sense. This is somewhere conservatives actually flip. And, and it's, it's really interesting. So it's like, wait a minute, you want them to be scantily clad? but you don't want real women to be, it's, it's more traditionalism in that case. And I'm, I'm not going to talk bad about conservatives. You know, I don't agree with conservatives on a lot of points. But, you know, that that's it's about how, how they grew up. I grew with Wonder Woman with cleavage and, and underwear. I grew, with, I grew up with Superman with underpants on the outside of his suit. So all these people dressed up in armor and not scantily clad, it, 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 it ruins my traditionalism. It ruins my my sense of the character because they look different. It's more armory, even though it's very modern. Because you're not gonna you're not really gonna fight the onesie. It, it's just not gonna happen. You're gonna wear armor. You're gonna wear a little bit more protection. It's just an interesting mental dynamic. A bit of mental jumping jacks between what they know and modernism. So I've talked to another conservative friend of mine and he said he hated Wonder Woman because it portrayed women as as amazing and men as dumb. Okay, one movie out of 20 does that and there are dumb men and there are cool women. So if one story portrays women as great and men badly, how many movies have we sit through, especially in the 80s and 90s, where a big guy like Arnold or Van Damme or whatever is beating everybody up and there's just some girl sitting next to him and she barely talks and all she does is be his romantic uh, partner or whatever. Like how many movies have we sit through where the woman has barely any role and all they have to do is smile and look pretty? Or they were saying, 
oh, well, what about Star Wars? We love uh, Princess Leia. And Princess Leia is not helpless like a lot of damsels in, in distress in, in these stories. But she's like a like a flapper 1930s woman with an attitude. Like she's not well-rounded. And she also plays the female interest throughout the movie. Like she's not very developed to the point of her being a Jedi or her being able to have more of a role other than a romantic interest for both main characters. So don't tell me that you've always been pro-woman if the only characters that, that you support are the ones where the women are like being saved and being like the object of desire, like they don't have any ability to, to do stuff for themselves. So I think that's what angers people about Captain Marvel is that she's her own agent of her life. Like she doesn't have to count on anybody else. And then they, they point to the movie portraying all the men in negative light. And I know you haven't seen the movie, but have you heard that, that, the problem with the movie is that it has an agenda to portray men in a bad way. So the difference between this movie and, and Black Panther, the Black Panther didn't celebrate black or African culture at the expense of white culture. Captain Marvel celebrates women at the expense of men. Yeah, I, I, heard, I heard some stuff, but I, I tried to stay off the internet to avoid spoilers because people are really bad with that. But I can talk about Wonder Woman, which probably has similar criticisms. The men in Wonder Woman were not helpless. Like, like Trevor, Steve Trevor actually saved the world at, at the end. Yes, Wonder Woman, she was much stronger. And she did a lot of the heavy lifting, literally. But the men were not helpless. Yes, they were saved by Wonder Woman at times. Like missiles were flying towards them. But they stood their own ground. They helped, they helped in the war efforts. They took down. They took down some of the base while she took down the big bad. So it's not like they had to be saved every second. It's not like they were worthless in the movie. They just took a back seat to a woman. And while a progressive person like me might be okay with that, to someone who doesn't think the same way that I do, that might be like this is an attack on men, even when it's not. The men have their own agency, and it's not through some sort of a tinted lens. Where they think that, oh, if a woman's in charge, then that means that it always comes at the expense of a man. Trust me, I will tell you if if the men if the men are idiots and it, and the woman was the only one that shines. That was not Wonder Woman, and at least by the trailers, I'm pretty sure that did not happen in Captain Marvel. And yeah, Black Panther. That that's a good point. They celebrate African culture and not at the expense of white culture. But I don't think Wonder Woman celebrated women. And their power and their and their potential at the expense of men. Not a spoiler because it, you'll see this in the movie like very easily. The original Captain Marvel was a male, and then he passed on the powers to a female. So when the movie starts, it kind of gives you that that idea. You see Jude Law, who's one of my favorite actors, uh, fighting with Brie Larson's character Carol, and they have this mentorship kind of thing, like. He is her uh, Ross Al Ghul to her being Batman. Like that, he's the mentor and she's the, the trainee. And it's awesome. Like you see, like a father daughter kind of thing going on. It is uplifting. Like you're like, wow, you know, she has someone to look up to. And then you see the same thing with her and Samuel L. Jackson. So where is this thing where all the men are portrayed in the bad light? There is a flashback where they show negative experience she had as a child. And a lot of them involve men. 
but it's not about the man per se. It's about suffering or painful things that she had experienced. And now she's going through a painful episode as well. So it's to focus on where there was men, you know, laughing at her or whatever. That's that's like nitpicky, ridiculous stuff. That, that It goes back to what you're saying, like an insecurity. Like, uh, And then I was asking my conservative friend, it's like, come on, man. We know that there is a lot of bad stuff going on in the in the male community. Uh, you know, people are still mad about that Gillette commercial where they portray men as, as supportive of bullies or whatever. And it's like, don't tell me that that's not true. Don't tell me that throughout our life as, as young men, we haven't seen men be terrible and allow a lot of bad stuff to happen. And even in the real world, you see uh, men abusing their power to abuse women in, in politics, in sports, in entertainment. Like, you see this happen all the time. So, again, it goes back to, like, do comic book like fans, do they live in a fantasy world where all men are wonderful and there's only a few bad guys and then women, all they do is sit around and, and wait for the men to save them? Like, have they closed their reality so much that they cannot be self-critical, that they cannot be introspective, and see that there is problems with... I don't like stupid terms like toxic masculinity or something like that because they're too loaded and too uh, divisive. But there is something with a culture that allows men to get away with a lot of stuff. And then any moment that someone brings attention to that or questions it, then they have to double down on ridiculing anybody who who speaks truth to power and who wants to bring a positive change and change the conversation so the next generation won't be as you know closed and, and sweeping on things under the rug like they've been all these years. I know that you're progressive, but would you agree with that, that perspective? Or there's also, it's, it's kind of like the question everybody says, if an oppressed group comes to the surface, are they going to be able to oppress people as well? So that's, I feel that that's really the war in America. They feel that if African Americans or Hispanics are able to to do better, are they going to be racist towards white people? And now they're doing that with women. If women become president or CEO of a company, they have the potential to be as discriminatory as men. So don't portray women as perfect because that's not true. That notion just comes off straight off fear because, yeah, men have done a lot of terrible things like genocides, wars, etc., Obviously, we were not involved in that, but men historically have held all the power, so they have done the, the most terrible things. Not all men, obviously, because some people will try to take my words out of context. That's a whole other problem. But you're, you're absolutely right about the fact that they, people in power are so scared of people without power who are gaining power, like women and minorities. They fear that they might one day, like, rise up and put them into slavery or ship them overseas or something like that. When me, as a black man, I can say that I, I have no interest in enslaving anyone. And no none of the black people I know have any interest in enslaving anyone. We just want equality. We just want equal rights. We just want to live without fear of being shot by police or the KKK or any of that. We just want to live as equals with everyone else, every other race. And, yeah, I'm sure some of the people who still won't agree with us will find one black person, one Hispanic, but that's not the majority. And so 
it really is a fear and power dynamic. The people in charge right now are afraid of people that they have historically oppressed. Again, not all men, not all white men. Just, just getting that power. And it scares them. I don't understand it because I have no interest in enslaving anybody. You know, that fear is a very driving factor in, in a lot of decisions that, that these people make. Well, just imagine if they would have picked a, an African-American or Hispanic or Asian woman to play the character. You know, even I thought it was weird when they picked uh, a Hispanic uh, gentleman to play Ghost Rider on the Agents of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I know there's different versions, there's different universes and stuff like that, but I thought it was weird because I grew up with the, the regular white biker dude, and then suddenly there's a Hispanic one, and I'm like, are they trying to overcompensate? Because they don't have any Hispanic characters, and and that's one thing that I that I'm starting to wonder about Captain Marvel is, in a way, a form of them overcompensating for not having any female characters. Like they have Black Widow, but up until recently, I found out they're going to do an origin story for her. But there was a complaint that they never did one. They did one for every other character other than Hawkeye, uh, and then they never did one for her. So now they find a minor character in the Marvel Universe and they prop her up as, as the, the new Superman. And I think that is kind of what's stirring up a lot of this controversy is that she's not as well known or loved as uh, Wonder Woman or uh, a Spider-Man or something like that. And then suddenly she, she saves the day and she's even more powerful than Captain America. But she is a white woman and she's blonde. So if she was, she was a triple whammy, like completely alternative version of what people are used to, they would actually be even more threatened and more insulted. And it would be harder for people to take this character seriously. Uh, remember what happened when um, they picked, um, was it Johnny uh, from the uh, Fantastic Four? They made him black. There's been other characters where they've recasted as uh I've heard people have problems with Aquaman not being fully white. Like, it just gets ridiculous after a while. I agree with some of it. Like, with Captain Marvel, she's the first leading leading female, like, in, in the current... In, uh, they haven't had a female lead a movie yet. So, I think maybe they were trying to play it safe. But I, I, for something like this, having a woman is already revolutionary. So they're already pushing boundaries. So to cast a, an, an Asian person... Or a black woman, especially since there's not been uh, a single Asian or, or black Captain Marvel um, female in the comics, that would have been that yeah that would have been along the same lines as casting a black Johnny Storm because they cast a woman and a woman of color when um, when Captain Marvel was not that in the comics. So to have so I think they could only do one big thing. They only felt comfortable doing one big thing. Like hey. Let's have a leading woman in a movie, but let's have a let's have a talented white woman. Because Brie Larson has been in a lot of stuff, but they're still getting criticism, and they certainly would have gotten more had they not cast her that way. From both the comic book fans and and the conservative, they would have been, just been attacked from all sides. But here, it's you're you're you're, you're right about you're right about a lot of all that. The Johnny Storm thing was stupid. There, there was no reason to do it. Like, I think that was a lot of pandering. And as for the the uh, the Hispanic uh, jo- 
Hispanic Ghost Rider in Marvel Agents of Shield. Yeah, yeah, I guess that 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 could have been, but he did a good job. So it didn't really it didn't really set for me that hey, uh, maybe they did it because they don't have enough Hispanic characters. It's just I'd rather take these characters based upon their performance than just writing them off completely because they're a certain race. Unless it's like a character that's always been a certain, a certain like a main character, like the cast of Black Superman, it'd be over. Like, come on now, that that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Even someone like me would be like, "All right, you're trying too hard now." But let's so, talk. Let's talk about that because you, you know what? Uh, one of the movies that was the most disappointing was um, Iron Man three, and they were afraid to offend uh, the Asian community. So the the character, what was the name of the the bad guy? The, the Mandarin. The Mandarin started off with a great actor, uh, Ben Kingsley, and then they switched it, and it was because they didn't want to offend nobody. And like, it, it became silly, and it was it was it was even more problematic to do that than to actually go full force. But it was because they have a huge Chinese audience that they're trying to to please. Is it gonna be like that now, where if if white males get if white males get um um, flustered because they're not being given what they want, then now they have to walk on eggshells to make them happy. And then is it the other way around also? That if they don't portray women as as amazing, that then women are going to get mad. And then, so so now all the the comic book universe has to be politically correct and politically savvy to make everybody happy. Like, when does this uh, get... Uh, overly ridiculous it's already getting ridiculous like we can't we can't have people just get offended by everything it, it's in real life and in comics it's ridiculous it, it casts the right person like if, if it makes sense if for some reason something happens to iron man in endgame and it makes sense to cast uh the black iron man as like a um a, a continuation of iron man then you do it, and you better tell a good story to sell it to us. Like, don't worry about what the, the, the people who don't like it say. If it makes sense to you, you can't always worry about fan reception. And it goes to, to Chinese markets and producers and, and the people behind the scenes as well. Like, they don't, they don't want to offend anybody. But comic books have been offensive sometimes. There have been some truly horrible stories in comics. They, they, they kill off... They kill off characters just to garner sales. Like the Nazi Captain America, there was no reason for that. Like, that was that was completely offensive because they just punched the character of Captain America in the face. So they need to stop worrying about, about what will offend certain people. Just do what you think is best, and not just for the money, and not to appease either side. Like, it makes sense to cast, let's say Captain America dies in Endgame. It makes sense to have uh, Falcon replace him. Tell that story. Don't let people get offended about what you do. You're trying to appease everyone will just appease no one. Stan Lee passed away, and he will, like, from what I can tell, especially with all the comics that come out, he was not a conservative. He was someone who was progressive in his ideas, so, or to a certain level. It's like people want something to be like out of character they want um actors and writers to write political propaganda or something they're demanding for 
comic books to do something they never done other than during war. They want comic books to portray traditional family values or something like that. I guess Superman was like that for a while. And uh, I know there was some controversies with Batman and Robin. And then they they started like a bat family where there was a bat woman. And so I know that at times they have to uh, go along with the culture. But why is there this idea that comic books have to uh, portray certain... uh, specific ideas if if that's what they want why don't they read christian comics or um i don't even know if there's conservative comics or religious uh you know booklets or whatever like why is it that they want to boycott things and when they've never like everything has always been very creative like if if you put limits and you censor what what these uh writers and and producers make then you you run into the problem of not having too many paths to go forward, especially since everything has already been done. Uh, once you start saying, "Well, you can't have a woman this, you can't have African American that," like you really write yourself into a corner. Yeah, like if let, let's say we give it to either side, and and let's let's say we're like, "All right, uh, the character isn't already black. We're not going to draw any more any more black people," and then a so 99% of the characters would be white. And that, that would not be a representation of current day, current day America. And so comics, yes, they're fantastical. To a lot of people, they're a representation of us. A lot of these superheroes are relatable. So to go back to the days where we're casting all white heroes, is, it, it, it's absurd. Because people of all colors, all ages, all races... They, they, they look at comics, a lot of them see themselves. But if you go on the other end, every character is a person of color. That's not accurate either. But there's still a majority of white people in, in, in the country and really in the world. People with uh, Caucasian skin, except in like places like Asia, obviously. But just talking about America, that's where most of the comics are centered as well, American or American-derived. Uh, you can't go too far in either direction. And so you have to do what you think is best. I, I, I agree with the notion of, hey, if you want to write write more black characters, then write more black characters. But at the same time, if they have it their way, they're just going to complain about it anyway. You write the black character, then people are like, oh, you're just being politically correct. It's like, you told me to write the black character. Why, why are you getting upset about it now? It doesn't make any sense. It's like, and now you're just criticizing it. So... They want to. They want to criticize it both ways. So in a lot of ways, there is no winning. You just gotta do what you think is best. You know, Bill Maher said something about comic book followers at the wake of um, Stanley's death that offended a lot of people. And what he was poking fun fun at was that uh, it's a very childlike thing to uh, to like comic books that. Um, it's all about glowy things and people that don't have any powers become powerful and this and that. So it's like every child's dream and that people become obsessed with that as adults and it kind of takes them away from reality. I would agree with some of it. I don't think it was appropriate for him to do that when Stanley passed away. But uh, what would you say to people that, that would say that even this conversation is is goofy, that we're we're wasting precious time that we could be talking about uh, the war in Syria or refugee crisis or things like that, and that comic books 
other than like after 9-11 or during World War II, were able to unite people, but they're actually escapism and that you can't get mad about movies and cartoons and stuff like that because they're they're just superfluous stuff. Uh, how would you feel about that? Yeah, comic books are definitely escapism. All superhero media, all fiction media, everything on television is escapism. The reality television that you like is escapism. But superheroes definitely are, but people still want to see themselves represented. And Bill Maher's comments about uh, superheroes are just childish, etc. You gotta take it case by case. Like, I did, I did a couple of videos on these subjects on my own podcast, but the truth is, is that there's a lot of really dark superhero stories out there. And I covered them, I think, my second episode, where Hank Pym, where there was this crazy comic where Hank Pym's wife gets eaten alive by another character, and then he grows and bites off the head of another character. So they're not for kids. And there's some really heavy stories in there, like worlds getting destroyed, stuff getting blown up, people dying, people getting raped. All that stuff. So to his point about it being childish, it's just it's just not true. There are kid friendly comics like the Spider Man's and the Kamala Khan's and, and stuff like that, but comics as a whole, they're not really for kids. And neither is the rest of superhero media. So then uh, again, like um, is there like an orthodoxy within comic books where certain things are supposed to stay as they are and then there's unorthodox people who come and try to smash them because you know they try to redo the worlds of comic books the universes and do like version one and version two and then they go into another parallel universe and stuff like that so uh, one of the issues that's come up uh, lately is not only the hatred of captain marvel but the hatred of the new star trek movie uh, star trek show and a lot of it is the same type of sexist uh, rhetoric where they're saying who is this woman and why does she think she's all that and she's uh she's a mary sue and it's funny uh i didn't even know what a mary sue was until i looked it up and they're saying that they take a a writer creates a character that is their best version of themselves and they're like super wonderful and nobody can ever question them and nobody can and it's like isn't that what Superman is about? Isn't that what Captain America is about? Like, an idealized version of, of, of a person, it's okay if it's a male, but if it's a female, that's ridiculous. And instead of saying um, the character in the new Star Trek is poorly written and she's uh, all over the place, or like now some even some supporters of Captain Marvel are saying that um, she's kind of wooden in her acting and you don't see too much uh, charisma or something like that. Like, that's a legitimate question or concern, but to attack it as, oh, well, that's just women being uh, obnoxious or that's just portraying uh, someone as, as, as perfect, something like that. That's really my issue, is that the same thing that they complain about, that the, the story is portraying someone in a positive light at the expense of someone else, they're doing that by saying... Oh, uh, I hate the character because it portrays women as perfect. And it's like, what's the problem with, like, one character out of 30 portrays a woman as, you know, having, you know, a 
almost godlike quality. What's wrong with that? Like, there's a lot of other women in, in, throughout the, the universe of these comic books that uh, are either overtly idealized or poorly written or they're just there for, uh, you know, to, to attract men to the movie. So why is this such an issue? It just, it just people, people want to criticize something all the time. Like, oh, Superman, Superman's this, and Wonder Woman, he, Wonder Woman, she's, uh, she, she's a perfect hero, and Captain, Captain Marvel, her, her acting was kind of bland, and she was a perfect character. Like, yeah, like you said, one out of 30, and, She's yeah, she's a leading woman, but there are also other women who aren't perfect, like Scarlet Witch and 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 Black Widow and Betty. What are you gonna say? Are you gonna say something? No, um, I'm looking up. Uh, there was a movie that was made um, in the in the 2000s where it's about how in the in the time of Shakespeare and and the medieval times, uh, women weren't allowed to be actresses, and it was because they thought it was like a inappropriate or women should not be in those roles or around those men or whatever so they would have male portray women even as love interests in in a play and in the movie they talk about how there was like seven different uh, personalities that a woman could have in a story so it was like the the maiden and then the the whatever the so so they showed uh or the different expressions that a woman could make being scared, being surprised. So is that what's going on? That people are used to women being portrayed in a certain way, and when you break out of that box, then that throws them for a loop. Like, how is it that she she has so much power? And, and you know, when when there was the debate about having a woman president, all I could think of is there's been a woman president in England, in India, in Israel, uh, in all these other countries that have been women presidents, and the world hasn't blown up, and it hasn't uh, come to a stop. So why is it that in America, they are so anti-progress and giving women a chance? Even though we come from a Puritan uh, you know, foundation, this country has brought about a lot of revolutionary things that haven't happened in other parts of the world, but for some reason, there are certain groups of people that are not allowed to be part of that uh, that narrative. And that's what's so strange. Yeah. Even though we have some of the most advanced technology, some of the most advanced weapons here in America, we also have some of the most conservative people. Like, we're behind in so many ways mentally. Technologically, we're fine. But mentally, some places, some people are still in the 1930s. And that's always perplexed me. Like we have made such advances in science, but we're so far behind mentally. It, it, it's strange. But yeah, uh, a woman having her own authority and not being a housewife or, or a handmaiden or something like that, it threatens some people because it's different. It, it threatens their status as a man. They think that the women are either going to come for them or they're going to be better than them or they just don't believe in themselves. So they're lashing out at others because it makes them feel weird. Like, look, women have traditionally not had a good run in, in, in media and in comics and on TV shows. They were stuck in these little boxes where they could only be uh, beside the man 
or or in a, in a man's story. They can never go outside. And before they were limited to these very small roles, but now they're taking more authority. You got you got Black Widow doing her own thing now, getting her having talks to get her own movie. Of course, Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, and that threatens certain people, P- people like people like me and, and and you. Like we're we're okay with that. Like we don't mind when women have power because we're, we're secure in that way. But certain people. They're not. They feel threatened by it because it's different, and they don't get to hold them down. Like it's like the years of oppression are are, are slipping away, and so it scares them. I don't know. It's just it's very strange, and it's kind of like watching a football game, and all the players are males. If you're rooting for another male, is either because you want to be like them or you you look up to them. So then, to root for a female, why is that a problem? Like. Wouldn't you want for women to excel and to have the ability to enjoy a sport or some type of success or something like that? It's just, it, it just seems that it's not only limiting, but it's, it's discriminat- it is discriminatory, no matter what way you look at it. And the thing with Star Trek is that Star Trek has always been, uh, I wouldn't say progressive in every way, because although it portrayed a, a very diverse cast, uh, they it was very uh, sexually charged and very um, like the way that women were portrayed in the original show. It was all like '60s kind of uh, almost like um, like too sensual and like it, it was all about uh, romance and trying to um, starting relationships with the captain and stuff like that. Like they they weren't they only played that role. Like there was there wasn't women in other roles they were always like uh, female fatales or something like that and uh and now they make a show where the women are the ones who are running the ship and for some reason that that drives people crazy (laughs) it's like out of uh five shows they made uh i was talking to a friend about that they had a captain janeway who was almost like a motherly like principal lady and when it first came out, everybody thought it was weird, and they, they thought they were pandering because, you know, they had a a black uh, captain or, or commander who became a captain. Now they have a female captain, but she was acceptable because she was like a grandmotherly type. But then they had to put um, uh, a very attractive woman next to her to make people want to watch the show. Now they have a very attractive woman being the the leader with a bunch of other women under her and that just infuriates people and it's like why because the in in the other uh versions the attractive woman was always the symbol of 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 attraction of trying to get men to to either be with her or watch the show now the attractive woman is doing her own thing and that's not uh she has her own personality and she has her own goals and stuff like that. And like that, like so for some re- reason they can wrap their mind around that. And, and it's just, it, it, it goes back to when they used to say, well, African-Americans can't be in a certain role or, or Hispanics or Asians. Like it just seems like everything that women are saying now after the Me Too movement is actually true that women are the future. Because until we break that barrier of people feeling so 
uh, out of whack by seeing a woman in a different role, we cannot move forward as a society. Yeah, we yeah, we still have some advancements to do, but we're making we're making strides. Like there were, uh, the media doesn't really talk about this, but in progressive circles that I run around it, we celebrate things like this. What I'm talking about is that there were six people, six women of color elected to Congress, like Rashida Tlaib, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and a bunch of others. Uh, some in the House. I think I think all of them were in the House. I think there were some senators and some Congress Congresswomen. So the, so country's moving forward. We're moving forward as a society, whether people like it or not. And so some people just can't get can't get beyond that. But women are the future, and so it, it it's best to accept it because one day you could be working for a woman. One day you could you know you could you could. Just, just be working alongside women in positions where they're above you in terms of power. There's no reason to be afraid. That's just the natural course of things. We evolve, and sometimes we take huge strides. There'll always be some people that can't get past it, but to me, we, we're, we're making progress as a country. Well, um, we just have uh, like a minute or so, so I just, um, I know we can't solve the worst problems, but I know that it's important to address these issues and. When it's all said and done, um, every idea has a consequence. So if you write a story and you portray whatever, um, people are going to take it one way or the other, but they don't have to um, build a case against uh, a movement from the story. And that, that's really my issue. Is like these stories exist in time because they're, they're put in a time period and they, they're familiar with us uh, based on, on what they're talking about. But they're stories, they're, they're ideas that are put out there. And the way that you react to the story, like you said, it either uh, eats up at your insecurities or it just it doesn't face you or it, it inspires you. And if someone says, well, we made this movie to inspire young ladies to be their best selves or to find hope or something like that, I don't have a problem with that. Just like I don't have a problem with a woman being elected into Congress. Like, why would I be in the way of someone else's success? And that's really the the moral of, of this show. It's like, until we're able to celebrate other people and let them enjoy uh, whatever, you know, five minutes of fame or the ability to express something from a woman's perspective or an African-American perspective, we won't be able to, to grow. If we all, only hang out with the people that agree with us, and the people that think exactly like us, then we are not being challenged and we're not being uh, able to um, to look at things from a different perspective. And who says that we're right? And, and that's really the problem. Like most people who are fanatical, they've already uh, made up their mind about every issue. And, and that's what I cannot uh, stand is that they're not even willing to discuss it. So when I see... Uh, these 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 men on YouTube rejoicing that the movie didn't do that well, or that for some reason there's problems with the script or whatever. They're doing it at at the expense of the woman who was in the movie, or at the expense of the feminist movement. And for some reason, all these cats claim to be experts on feminism, and I don't think they've ever taken a feminism class, and they don't even understand what feminism is. And they're all saying, uh, you know, we don't like what feminism has become 
or feminism was was always about this and it's just is unbelievable um and it goes back to if if the definition of feminism is that women are are equal and that they have the same abilities as men why would you redefine it to mean something that it doesn't mean and then use things to excuse your distortion of the term so it's, it's unbelievable yeah yeah it really is like people use if you're a person that uses terms like feminazi then you don't really understand the core of feminism and that and that's sad but we really do need to start listening to each other i've started i started listening to people that i don't necessarily agree with like not not really the people who are just who are purposely hateful like people who like go to to charlottesville rallies celebrating the death of that girl like that some people are just too far gone but a lot are in the middle they're not they're, they're reachable maybe maybe not maybe not this year or next year or in 10 years but there, there's some that you can actually talk to and have a good conversation and so listening to each other talking to who you can talk to because there'll always be some people that aren't reachable uh there always have been always will be but conversations like this they, they really help the movement along and so don't, don't be scared of progress progress is going to come and if you're on the right side of history you'll be fine but if you're on the wrong side you're against progress well you'll be swept away with the tide so that's uh i'm so glad that, that i reached you to have you on the show you're a very thoughtful uh, very bright young man and, and i appreciate you uh speaking your mind and uh, also uh, representing the comic book lovers uh, in a great way because it's easy to make fun of people who like stuff from the 80s or stuff that is uh, originally for children and now is developed into something else. And entertainment is entertainment. You know, it might not be Shakespeare, but it's still a good story is a good story and it has um, a lot of work and a lot of love put into it. So for someone to disparage uh, someone who likes... Um, you know, old school cartoons or comic books or posters or or heroes is is to say that whatever that the the person who's critiquing them likes is better than what somebody else likes. Again, that's a form of discrimination and dismissal. And you might be able to learn something from a TV show, a movie, a cartoon, because again, it's, it's part of the human experience to tell stories and to share. Uh, morality plays that can help us grow as people so again thank you so much for being on the show and maybe we can have you in the future uh when other movies come from that uh type of entertainment and and again uh good luck on on your podcast and i hope that uh it keeps growing and that uh, and that you have a, a good experience uh being a, a broadcaster thanks a lot thank you for having me on the show i really enjoyed our conversation so this is going to help me it's going to help me grow it's going to help me think about things in a different way so thank you for inviting me uh name of my podcast for people that are interested is called heroes united I, th I think it's the only one of that title so it should be pretty easy to find on itunes and everything well you can find it on itunes or in bossproud.com where uh, our show is on as well Thank you for listening. We will be back next week with another episode of The Mystic and the Skeptic.
I know I ain't been here for a long time. Doing better on my own now.